Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the latest edition of March Madness 365. I'm your host, Andy Katz, from NCAA.com and March Madness. On this edition of our show, I'll be joined by Washington head coach Mike Hopkins and Villanova's Phil Booth. Now the Huskies, as you'll hear my conversation, they're top 20 for me in my power 36, not in the AP yet. They're undefeated in the Pac-12, played a good schedule, just need a little more love. Phil Booth, he's got Villanova clicking like they are a national champ yet again. They are dominating the Big East. They're game at Marquette. I don't know if they're going to lose outside of maybe at Marquette. So once again, they reassert themselves. Let's hear from Phil Booth about all that. He'll discuss uh, basically that winning culture. Now, a couple of headlines here. If we look at the top of college basketball, in in other words, the EP poll in the Power 36, Tennessee still in the number one team. Grant Williams was my national player of the week at 43 points and 23 23 at the line and a win over Vandy in overtime. My team of the week was Purdue, knocking off Ohio State on the road and then beating Michigan State on Sunday in Mackey Arena, which arguably is one of the five best arenas in the country. This season, it may be the best. It might be. Now, Gonzaga moved up. They're healthy and they're looking great. They destroyed Santa Clara. Brandon Clark's playing like an All-American. They're looking really, I mean, just, I, I, I put stock in them. Buy stock, buy stock in Gonzaga. Uh, Duke and Virginia, Duke's healthy. They're just on a collision course in the ACC. Um, Michigan, Michigan State are on a collision course. They'll play twice later in the season. Both lost within the last week and a half, but that's okay. You're not going to want to feed in the Big Ten. Big 12 seems a little messy right now, but I still think Kansas, if you got to go Kansas versus the field, because I really think only Iowa State could maybe beat them, and they've already split with them. So I might go Kansas right now. I probably would. SEC, Kentucky's looking like a title team now again uh, after beating Kansas. I think those two games against Tennessee – uh, look to be monster showdown. So really, the ACC got two title contenders, Duke and Virginia. SEC got two, two in Kentucky and Tennessee, and you got two in the Big Ten of Michigan, Michigan State. Don't think you have one in the Big Twelve unless Kansas can get its act together. You got one in the WCC in Gonzaga, uh, one in the Mountain West in Nevada. Villanova, I wouldn't dismiss right now out of the Big East, and that's probably where I would leave it right now. In terms of the National Player of the Year race, I think we're starting to whittle this down. Zion Williamson and Grant Williams probably have the pole position right now. We'll have to wait and see if this holds over the next couple of weeks. But I think right now they're looking like two of the two of the favorites. Uh, hey, on Sunday I had a chance to watch Georgetown St. John's. And if you have not seen Mac McClung, freshman guard from Georgetown, check him out. Woo, is he special. He's got great hops. Really something special. I like, I like their future. Patrick Ewing doing a great job. Pleasure to be around. The future of Akinjo, James Akinjo, and Mac McClung. That's a good backcourt. St. John's kind of heading in the wrong direction. They're off on a week-long road trip heading to Creighton, Duke, and Marquette. Woo! That's going to be rough. 
So, uh, but listen, on the Pac-12, we're going to hear from Washington coach, uh, um, ooh, I almost a little Freudian slip, <laughs> Mike Hopkins, who replaced Lorenzo Romar. Uh, they're not getting any love. I think they should. I know we've been crushing the Pac-12 for the whole season, but you know what? This team's pretty good, and they could save the league. They could they could win a couple games in the tournament. So check that out, and then the art of winning at Villanova. Phil Booth, he'll join us later in the podcast. And now joining me here on March Madness 365, Washington head coach Mike Hopkins. Uh, Mike, we talked uh, earlier in the season, I think maybe in the preseason, about this team, and I thought you guys would be the preseason favorite. Uh, it went sort of sideways, maybe just a tiny bit just in the non-conference, but you are the favorite right now in the conference because you're the only undefeated team, and you guys are playing great. And I've got you guys ranked in my top 20 in my power 36, which I don't understand why AP doesn't. Uh, so I am giving you the love, um, and I want to make sure the rest of the country does as well. So let's deal, first of all, with um, how do you feel this team sort of got on the right side? I know it was a tough schedule, and you had to go across the country a couple of times, but in, in what way do you think this team now has crossed over to being this consistent? Well, I felt in the non-conference, you know, you had mentioned this, the schedule, at Gonzaga at Auburn, Virginia Tech neutral, um, had some, you know, pretty, pretty tough games. Uh, Dickerson was hurt at the beginning of the year. Uh, he got back in and, you know, just kind of, you know, having that full, full team, uh, rolling. Uh, but offensively, we weren't shooting well. And defensively, we were good. We weren't great, especially defending the three point line. And I feel like, you know, as the season progressed and we got in the league, uh, our three-point defense has been uh, at a high level, and we've shot the ball. Uh, I think that's a big, a big key. At, at one point in the, in the non-conference, we were in the 300s and three-point field goal percentage, and uh, now we're leading the league uh, in three-point field goal percentage. So that's a, I think that's been a huge part of it. Obviously, you got to put the ball on the floor. Uh, excuse me, put the ball in the basket, and we've been doing that, especially in league. Yeah, those games, I mean, the Virginia Tech game was in uh, in New Jersey, if I'm not mistaken. You had to go to Auburn. Uh, not that they're excuses, but it obviously is difficult going from the far west to the east coast, and maybe you guys weren't ready at that point. Yeah, and I, I think teams get better, Andy. I think, you know, it listen. Oh, we're seeing it everywhere. Purdue's a great example of that. Yeah, and, and again, that's that's where I think, you know, people put so much into the non-conference. Like, if you don't do as good as you want to in the non-conference, you know, you're not a good team. I don't buy that. I think teams get better. Um, you know, I, I know our league, you know, you look at Dana Altman, he's had all these inter- injuries uh, at Oregon, but, you know, his re- record, if you look at, in the past, his teams just keep getting better. He's a great coach. They got a great program, and and so you know, you just got to keep get, getting better. And I feel like our guys have been doing that. You know, we talked about you know you putting in your zone, and it just took a little while for everyone to buy in. Now you've had another full season, if you will, uh, when you think about it, almost uh, to really instruct it. I mean, how much now are you coaching versus teaching versus a year ago? Well, I think, you know, first of all, it's the buy-in. So they buy in. And I think, obviously, we've got 100% there. And then it goes back to you have the basics. Now can you make the adjustments? And, uh, you know, the game is a, is a game of adjustments. And that's where I think we've gotten a lot better. And, uh, you know, this, this team, we're, we're constantly evolving based on how teams are attacking us. And we're getting really good at it. 
Um, I think we, 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 our team also, the difference from last year is we've, our depth is better. You know, Nas Carter now can lead us in scoring and he has two of our games in the, of the seven. Uh, last year he was a freshman and young. I mean, right starting for us last year up and down as, as a sophomore or as a freshman last year, sophomore now. Dominic Green has had huge games for us. Sam Timmons is starting to play well. So it's also not only defending the three point line and scoring, but it's also the depth. And that also now has nine guys that can actually, that are understanding the defense, that have experience in the defense. And you know, as well as anybody, when you've got sustained energy, especially on the defensive end, it's pretty darn good. You know, the other thing that I know that was so true at Syracuse, we've already seen it this season again. I mean, can't count how many times we've seen this. Whereas the zone travel is probably better than any other defense. You know, and they were able to obviously win at Duke. Uh, regardless of whatever happened with Duke's injuries. Um, how much do you think that's been true in your short time now at Washington? I mean, you just swept the Oregon schools where your defense can travel. There's no question. That's what it is. you got to rely on that. You know, you can't control if you make missed baskets, whatever it is. You know, I think the biggest thing is, is, is the defensive factor. And, you know, it's, it's different than what a lot of teams play. Even though you see a lot of teams playing it more and more, it's, it's kind of what we do. And so, when you have to play Thursday, Saturday, and you have to turn over, the other team has to prepare for it a little bit differently. And it's hard to, you know, kind of mimic uh, what we do. And the simplicity of what we do allows, you know, more confidence, uh, know what we have to do already. It's interesting, even when you go through your scout, it's like we have to do this, this, and this. And it seems like it's every game. <laughs> it's almost like the same message. And, you know, like anything, you just keep getting better and better because you keep focusing on it, practicing on it, and uh, putting them in different situations. So, as you know, the league is uh, much maligned. You're, you're the only team that I ranked right now in my power 36. Uh, there isn't one in the top 25, although I think Washington should be. ASU had the great win over Kansas and then obviously stumbled at home against Princeton. You've gone through the league almost the full half. I've seen in person, uh, I mean, I've watched almost every team, but I've seen in person Arizona, Arizona State, UCLA, Stanford. You know, I I know the league is better than it projects. What's your on-the-ground read of the league? Well, I, you know, I, 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 I'm obviously a, a big uh, proponent. I don't think we get the respect factor, but we've got to win in the non-conference. There's obviously a huge weight there. Um, I always counter with, you know, Arizona State had beaten Kansas. They had beaten Mississippi State. Uh, you know, they've kind of been the team in the last two years uh, that have represented our league in the non-conference. Uh, I just never really agreed. I felt like last year, you know, they were number two in the country. They beat Xavier. They beat Kansas. And the, and the narrative, you know, they came in ninth in our league, but the narrative was our league's not that good. But they did what they were supposed to do in the non-conference. And so, you know, even this year, I feel like, um, you know, maybe maybe people don't watch us nationally. I don't know. I just feel like, uh, you know, UCLA, obviously what they went through, they have as much talent as anybody uh, in the country. Oregon had, obviously, you lose a guy like Ball Ball. Uh, they were playing without Lewis King early. Uh, it's always difficult. I feel like USC is as good as anybody, especially on the offensive end. Uh, but they had been playing, you know, what eight games without Kevin Porter, who's a projected top ten pick. Charles O'Bannon was a McDonald's All-American. A lot of teams, you know, when you, when you get injuries and things like that happen, you know, you, you're, you're not going to play as good as you can play until you're 100% healthy. 
I think if you look across the country, there's a lot of leagues that there's a lot of upsets because league play, that's just what happens. You know, I remember being at Syracuse where we were number one in the nation and Boston College came into our house and beat us. And they, they had not won a game in league. And so um, I think the league is good. I think there's a lot of really good coaches that keep getting better. Uh, their teams get better. You know, you look at Utah right now, five and two, and, and Coach Kristoliak had lost a lot of players from last year's team. Um, you know, but there's so much weight put on the non-conference that if you don't perform at the level that you think you need to perform, they kind of, you know, scratch you off or check you off, which is fair, but I don't think it's 100% foolproof. Heck, Ed, as I affectionately call it just from years ago, uh, had always, I thought, been one of the great home courts, you know, on the West Coast. What have you seen this season in terms of as you guys have gotten better, have you won more? How has it evolved as a really tough place for opponents to come in? It's incredible. And, uh, you know, last year, you know, in a couple of the games, you just felt like, you know, when you're playing a great environment, it's not just you hear it, but you feel it. And uh, you're starting to get that feeling. And, uh, you know, any time that uh, even last year when we were uh, struggling a little bit in certain, certain areas, our dog pack, our student section, is as good as anybody in the country. They're loud. They do their homework. They support us through thick and thin. And it uh, should be a great environment these next two games at home. They, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the best places to play in the country when it's full. And uh, it's starting to get there. Uh, we're building that uh, connection. But the dog pack is an incredible student section that gives us huge you know, I would say the, the great places, the great programs have great home courts, and we've got one of the best home courts in the country. Mike, before I let you go, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Gonzaga. You guys uh, went down to the buzzer. Rui Hachimura hits the shot to, to beat you guys. They didn't have Killian Tilly then, so they weren't full strength. Uh, but I'm sure in the state of Washington, you hear plenty about them. They're a potential national title contender. What are your thoughts? I think they're. I think they got one of the best coaches on planet Earth. Uh, and Mark Few, coaching staffs, programs, what they've built is one of the great builds of all time. Right now, they're the pride of the West. They're really, really good. They defend. They can score. Uh, they can play fast. They can play slow. They've got size. You know, I just, I'm, I'm you know, I root for them when, when we don't play them. Uh, you know, I think West Coast basketball doesn't get the respect it deserves. And right now, they're the kind of the program that on a national scale can go in and beat anybody, any place, any time. And I love that about them. I love that they're not afraid to go, go on the road, go play anytime, any place, anywhere. They got a great program. Mike, I appreciate it. And uh, you guys are rolling. Check it out. You're ranked in my Power 36 and not in the AP poll. <laughs> thanks. Hey, all we can do is control what we can control, which is That's these right. next two games. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, Andy. Up next on March Madness 365, it's Villanova's Phil Booth. And now joining me here on March Madness 365, Villanova's senior guard, Phil Booth. And the Wildcats are up to their old tricks because they've won eight in a row. Uh, that includes a 7-0 Big East start. And right now, where maybe a couple weeks ago we thought it would be four or five teams that could compete for the Big East title, looks like there's two. Villanova, of course, and Marquette. And you were on a roll, Phil. You had 25 against Seton Hall, 17 at Butler. Uh, I could go on 22 against Xavier, 28 against Creighton, 23 against St. John's. You're being efficient. Um, you're in your groove right now. How so? Uh, just, just trying to stay aggressive. Um, teammates doing a good job of finding me. Uh, we're just trying to play off our defense and uh, make some things, play, plays happen on offense. But 
I think it's just uh, just trying to be aggressive and make the right plays and, and take whatever defense gives me. You know, you have been so used to obviously winning since you've been there, uh, but it's come early and often. This was a little different this year because you lost so much last year. You had new guys to try to incorporate. Uh, how would you describe the way it's gone to this point to sort of go through some speed bumps before now you've gotten on this roll? Those, uh, those ups and downs are good for this team, you know, early on. Just um, learning from those experiences, you know, we still talk about those games we lost. and still look at the things we did wrong in those games, try to get better on. I mean, we were a young team, still a young team. And, and if we go through things like that together as a team, has made us stronger, I think. And uh, we've learned a lot from it. So we just keep trying to get better each day. Which are the ones that you talk about? Of course, the Michigan game. I mean, all four of Furman, uh, Kansas, and Penn, you know, the different things we did in different games. And, how we could have been better and how we could have been in a situation and try to apply it to each game, you know. Never forget about those losses. You know, people say you're winning right now, but just try to stay focused on the things that you need to get better at. Which of the things that sort of jumped out at you where you said, you know what, we can't repeat those kind of bad habits? Uh, turnovers. We had a turnover problem heavily in the beginning of the season. Uh, defending, really, we couldn't really get any stops and defend people, uh, rebounder-wise. And overall, just team chemistry. You know, we had so many new guys in this team, five new guys and lost four four players. So we just had a lot of chemistry issues because we didn't play together that much. So it's good to just play together. You know, the freshmen, I mean, came in with a lot of hype and they've gone through some growing pains. You, you know, you, you've had to be the mentor here. How have you handled that role where you've had to probably, I'm sure, deal with, uh, you know, these guys maybe not feeling like they were contributing or having an impact as quickly as they probably needed to or wanted to? Yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy uh, coming in as a freshman or anywhere in college basketball. They're doing a great job of learning from the mistakes and, and kind of kind of building through it. And they kind of all been working hard, uh, listening to coaching, uh, constantly talking to them. They do whatever extra work they need to do. They've uh, definitely bought all the way in. And, you know, starting to see them play well now is no surprise to us. So they really have done a great job just fighting through those growing pains. You've been used to having everyone come after you guys in the Big East. It's nothing different this season. Uh, you haven't played Marquette yet. What's it been like, though, this year where I think initially people thought, oh, you know, this could be the year they get Villanova. And I know we still got a long way to go. But was there some sort of some sort of chatter within your group say, you know what, everything still goes through us. They got, they got to knock us off our perch before anyone else takes this league. To be honest, you didn't think that, you know, because this year is a totally different team than last year. This is a brand new team. I mean, this team doesn't have many players from last year's team on it that, that really played a lot. So with this team, we try to focus on, hey, just take a uh, look at each game, one going game at a time, focus on our next opponent, and try to get better throughout the process of, and we'll, and we'll live the results. You know, you can only control so much. So we just try to take one game at a time. So right now we're just trying to get ready for the poll on Wednesday. Look, I know it's never about you versus a player. Uh, but you've gone against Marcus Howard and Shamori Pons before. You already have one game where you guys uh, beat uh, Pons and St. John's. You get these two coming up against Howard and Marquette. Uh, what is it about those matchups, though, that you relish against those kind of scores that are very similar to you in terms of their leadership and their ability to get shots when they when they need them? I mean, those are two big-time scores, big-time players uh, between Pons and uh, Howard. Those guys can really score they carry the team and lead their team. I mean, uh performances how it's put up throughout the season have been uh, tremendous. So, you know, it's always great to play against great players. You know, you just want to compete. You know, we're both all of us are competitive, so you, of course you want to play against the best. So, you know, um, they're just great guys that, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens when we play, we play uh, Marquette. All right, last thing, Phil, a coaching friend of mine always told me that winning is hard. No, nothing should be ever be taken for granted. Yet, 
it just seems like on the outside, you guys make it look easy at times. How hard <laughs> is winning? Extremely hard. <laughs> Not easy to, to explain, uh, really just talking about, but living through it, practice every day, trying to constantly get better, focus on all those things. It can be, it's very challenging, um, especially for a young team, especially if you haven't been through it. But just uh, trying to stay with it is what we're trying to do. But it's definitely not easy, not easy at all. Appreciate it, Phil. Thank you. Thank you, no problem. And that'll wrap up this edition of March Madness 365. I'm your host, Andy Katz. Look, we got a lot to digest all across our social media platforms at March Madness and NCAA.com. We've got our Power 36. We've got interviews across the country, notably John Morant from Murray State to start the week out. Uh, We've got uh, a bracket coming next week. We had one last week. You can digest that. Um, There is a lot to get to throughout the course of the week. So please head over. Oh, we got a great feature on the Martin Twins, Caleb and Cody Martin, that our outstanding Turner Video team put together when we were out in Reno. Check that out. So, so much to get to, so much content. No one is covering the country like we do at March Madness. Appreciate you listening wherever you get your podcasts, at iTunes or wherever, and download it. And, of course, you can find this podcast at March Madness and all our social, social media outlets and NCAA.com.